I'm Commander Shep, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. Welcome to the Active Topical Banter Show, RP Gamers Editorial Roundtable Podcast. I am Scott Walker, and with me tonight are my co-hosts. Whenever we say no particular order, there's an order. So I'm Sam Walker. She's very committed to this relationship. <laughs> I'm Trent Seeley. I casually associate with Sam and Scott, and I'm currently trapped in her house. <laughs> I'm currently uh, trapped under about eight feet worth of snow. Wow. That doesn't sound fun. Oh, hi. I'm uh, Michael Cunningham, and I've been, you know, we've been trapped in areas that have not flooded as bad as actual areas, but it's been pretty rainy over here. So, Boo. just sat and watched a river, like, almost overflow and saw somebody's bed go down it. I saw in pieces. I saw the headboard. We saw, like, some of the legs, and then we saw pillows come down. So, apparently, somebody's bed fell in the lake, or the river. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awful. I know. I didn't another reason that to, person. Another reason to be thankful that we don't live in America, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be I'm, here. I'm just going to let that uncomfortable silence speak for itself. <laughs> no need to comment. I know where I stand on this podcast. As the sole voice of America. The sole voice <laughs> of America. Well, I, I, think, I think as far as RPG now, hang on. goes, I think... Hang on, I've got to go get my gun. <laughs> well, that, that is key to being the voice of America. Yep. America, America. It's pretty true. Although, and I mean, obviously, RP Gamer is steadily becoming a Commonwealth uh, Association, although... Weirdly, every time we hire someone, we never get anyone from Australia or India, and it bugs me a little bit more every time. <laughs> Gonna have to work on that. E- even New Zealand. I'd be happy with New Zealand. What about New Tasmania? Tasmania is not a country. Tasmania is a country. <laughs> it's a province of Australia. Moving on. They think they're their own country. <laughs> Do not watch Taz of Tasmania when you were a kid. <laughs> I did not. I did not have cable. I watched uh, good old good old fashioned Canadian broadcast television. So oh. Tin Tin in two languages. Thank you very much. And Canadian heritage moments, right? <laughs> I smell burnt mm-hmm. toast, and that must mean that <laughs> it's time toast. for the main topic of the night. Our Q&A end of year thingamajigger. It's a thingamajigger now. It is a thingamajigger. Perhaps a doodad. Maybe a doohickey. I'm okay with all of those. Yes. Terminology. It matters. It's a, it is definitely a thingamajig. But uh, So we took questions from the forums and the Twitters and have put them in a list. And we're going to tackle them as best we can. Starting with Zach, who asks... What's a battle? And I would say that it is an, an extended contest, struggle, or controversy, often violent, in which people use weapons. Good day. <laughs> I think that works. I- I'm good with that answer. God bless you, Zach Wellhouse, for questions like, what's a battle? At least no one <laughs> asked us what a paladin was. <laughs> what's a paladin? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's got like Merriam-Webster... <laughs> Save me. Oh my god, Ultimate Nine, why? <laughs> why? Why Ultimate Nine? Why? Okay, uh, Josh would like to know what defunct series, that is to say mm. a series with no release in the last five or more years, should be revived? And the answer is Jade Empire. 
and they need to take at least three pages from Legend of Korra to do it. Oh, every every time with the Jade Empire. Jade Empire was a decent game, Sky. It was the best thing Bioware ever made. Oh, bull. Nope, it's the only one that... Nope. The answer answer is clearly Grandia. If anyone (laughs) says anything other than Grandia, I'm going to smack them in the face. (laughs) Did you play Grandia 3? Because if you did, you might not want... Okay, you know I played Grandia 3. You know that that I hated it. What about Grandia Extreme? The fact that I missed the series. Are we really, really wanting to see we're going to take that in a direction of... Because you probably... You you got what Grandia Four would be in three, except probably with uh, an even worse story and an even more frightening parent-child relationship. Sam's does, looking does, at her PS2 games to decide. Online, does anyone know what Grandia Online look like? No, I'm afraid to know. Does anyone like has anyone has any has anyone looked into this? No, I'm afraid I mean, to I've know. Seen no, I've just, I've yet to see any real footage of what the game played like. And to my understanding, it was in beta for a while. So it's it's one of those things that I've always been curious about. I mean, just go to YouTube. You can watch some videos of weapon use and fighting and things like that. But even that's just kind of... I mean, it looks like the most generic MMO I've ever seen. Yeah. No, that's not the right answer, though. The right answer is Vandal Hearts. Actually, I could agree with that. I actually love that series. And Flames of Judgment just was not up to snuff. Yeah, and I felt bad because I was saying that on Twitter. And the director of the game... Who is super nice. (laughs) Yeah, who was super nice, apparently followed me. And I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. He was like, I'm sorry to hear that. He works at XC now, apparently. So... Yeah, it was kind of funny, and I was like, oh, I feel bad, sorry. Not really your fault that it sucked, but it did, so... Well, a little bit, maybe. Well, when you go from being decently speed, like, with decent speed to slow as molasses, that's kind of a problem. We I all know... That game was made by committee anyways, and it just kind of... We all know that yeah, all of you have the wrong answer. Okay. We we all know that the right answer comes in two flavors. It is either Valkyrie Profile or Sweet Coden. <laughs> <sighs> Take your drink. <laughs> Moving on. A more different Josh would like to know which RPG game series could improve its popularity most by platform change. Also, that's the same Josh. Okay, it is not a more different Josh. You I am a sorry, apology. Josh. You are the same person as you have always been, Josh. Uh, revel in the certainty of your own identity, but he would like to know what RPG would be best improved, uh, popularity-wise by a platform change, and change, and I'm actually just gonna say, um, I don't think it's a change so much as port to PC. I think the JRPG sphere has done really well on portables, and I think porting to PC is a good venue for places that aren't Japan, and it seems to be much easier now. So, I'm just gonna say Japan, Love the PC. I think the audience. I think the audience for JRPGs on PC is fairly niche. To be honest, uh, if if I were to say anything, I would probably. But I, say I'm, I, I'm. But I'm betting that more people have computers at home that yeah. run better than Vitas than people who just own Vitas. Sorry, that's Matt. fair. Uh, okay. Not arguing. If, Not going there yet. If I were to say anything, I would probably say uh, KOTOR or or the Old Republic, even, on a platform that isn't Microsoft-based, essentially. So, um, a, a console port of the Old Republic? 
with yeah, elevators well, with I, elevators I, that I, make I sense. I've heard that that's something that they've considered and due to the engine that, that the game is running on, it's just not a possibility. And I understand that. Um, but even like a PlayStation release, for instance, of Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, which I know is is unlikely given the circumstances, I, I think those games are so great in their own ways. And they haven't aged well necessarily. But if you're a Star Wars fan and you've never had an xbox or you don't play pc games or you don't own an ipad you can play you can play Cortor one on tablets now the, the the original you can play on i think both ios platforms actually you, mm-hmm. um, it, it's on i've a, got it on my android phone okay yeah oh well That's there you go well. i mean but, but again like i i'm sure there are playstation players out there who have heard of how great knights of the old republic and even the old republic to some extent are but haven't nope. really had the ability to engage in it and i think that'd be something that what is spe- what was specifically your answer kotor he just wanted KOTOR it on a different on, platform on sony like playstation on ps4 yeah like a, a remake on there or just a re-release would, or remaster kind of like would, they did with the i wouldn't even say I, I wouldn't even say like a remake. Like I would be happy with the port, you know, yeah, in, the in enhanced edition stuff, kind of like they did for Divinity and for um. Uh, well, Western. I mean, like something if, like if that we where they get, make on console for console. If we were to get Kotor two, the Sith Lords, then ideally we would get the more complete version than than its original release. But the the point that I'm making is that I think that franchise and everything that's kind of associated with it has a, a wealth to offer people who are interested in Western RPGs but have never had the platforms to play it on. So it would be nice if more people had that exposure. I, I think your answer is very similar to what mine would have been, is saying a lot of these PC-only titles that have been PC-only to see them come to console like Wasteland 2 did and like Divinity Original Sin did, to see both of those come over to consoles. Um, I imagine Pillars of Eternity probably will. Yeah, contrary to what fans will tell you, accessibility of a franchise is a good thing. Yeah, being able to play them on more things would be a good thing. I cannot argue with that. It is Uh, a good thing. The only people who would find it to be a bad thing are the people who are elitists of some sort to a specific platform. Yeah, and which is why my answer was going to be every game to Vita. So, um, <laughs> which is so, very predictable. Does that work? Yeah, that Mac gave his Mac answer. Take your shot. Uh, okay, so I know Josh would agree with. <laughs> I know Josh would agree with my answer, which is putting at least Yakuza One and Two maybe on Steam or something, just because. You know, we we well got, just getting that HD remix out hoping. here at all. Yeah. Hey, 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 listeners, were you aware that Sam loves Yakuza? <laughs> Did you know that Sam loves Yakuza? <laughs> she mentioned she mentions it every podcast. I thought you should know that Sam loves Yakuza. Well, <laughs> to be fair, though, Yakuza one and two in English are really hard to obtain now. And a lot of people are jumping in now with five. And this is a series that I constantly tell people jumping in at the newest game is actually the worst idea ever. Just because of how the storylines continue even after the fact. Um, right. You want, you want them to play the zombie game first, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's one one the like best to point. Everyone to ignore that, that's the one you should. That's the real jumping on point for the franchise. But, in all fairness, I think... Jumping off the shark. <laughs> uh. I mean, to me, the best game in the series is 2. 
and two is the one that's just so hard to get. And because Sega has decided, you know, nobody wants that PS3 HD remix, and Koimi is a weird thing that we didn't really need, Sega. Um, we're getting Yakuza 0, which is kind of rad. Uh, you know, it's going to be in the 80s, and it gives us the plotline before the conspiracy theory of one, so that'd be kind of neat. Um, but this is a series that I think would actually do well on PC. Um, I mean, they've shown that there's success to be had with Valkyria Chronicles being on PC, so it's like, Sega, I know you're kind of incompetent about 95% of the time. <laughs> oh, I'm being generous, I'm realizing, but you know, this, this would be great, I think, for people. And I do think more people would pick it up just because, you know, it can be linked to things like playing Saints Row or playing Sleeping Dogs. There is enough familiarity there for the open world gamers as well as the RPG fans. All right. So uh, next one is Oscar, who would like us to know that he appreciates the show and that um, are there any games that we have loved deeply but can never play in it again for run one reason or another. We appreciate Oscar too, then. Uh, <laughs> we do appreciate Oscar. We appreciate you, Oscar. <laughs> but as for games that I have played uh, that lo- I love and can never play again, um, it's called No One Lives Forever, and I can never play it again because no one can decide who owns it. <laughs> Aww. Sad face. I may have oh, pirated man. the source code just to prove a point, one game that you loved and could never play again for one reason or another. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it's almost like it would have been good to have these ahead of time or something. Because <laughs> I forgot to actually check um, If I can step in. Um, Please. Yeah, I would say the original Mother. Yeah, fair. I, I, thought, I thought it was really charming and weird in one respect, but uh, when you've played it after you've already played Earthbound and Mother 3, it's so antiquated, and in a lot of areas it feels like a real slog. Um, It's one of those games that I think part of me will always revere, but I have no interest in ever playing it again. Hmm. Alright, so I guess in this case my answer would probably be It's a, it's a tough one. I wanted to say something like Rondo of Swords because it was a hard little game and I probably would never play it again, but I think I would go with Dragon Quest V. And the reason is I really enjoyed that game. thought it was fantastic, but it was just way too long to want to replay again. And I feel like I got everything out of it that I would and would rather just move on to another Dragon Quest. And I feel like that's actually a very good answer because I can agree with that. As for me, a game I would never like to deal with again and would never replay even no. if you paid me. And I realize that's not what the question's asking. That is but not the question, Samantha. Shut up. One, Time and Eternity is still a piece of shit. It's not. You and didn't love that. <laughs> you didn't love that. Don't hey, even. People love yeah. my pain. That is okay. not the question, <laughs> this, Samantha. This was a question that was issued. This was a question that was issued by someone who appreciates our show. You should appreciate him back by answering the question. The least we can do is provide an honest answer of a game we, in some respect, enjoy. Mm. Okay, so there's that game I just finished, Yokai Watch. I actually really liked it, but to say I want to play it again, 
I have no desire because it's a hot mess. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I like that it's a Saturday morning cartoon episodic style game with a lot of really good humor, really cute characters. And it's it's a really fun world. But it falls into all the trappings of how level five works. <laughs> and that alone kind of makes me not ever want to play it again. Like, even if a sequel were to come, I kind of would be like, I'm hesitant to play you because while I will love all the darling trappings, there's also wrist rape, which I'm not into. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So right. is, isn't is is isn't that the weird thing about level five games? Like I feel like every time they release a game, I'm like, that's a really interesting looking game, and then I play it, and I'm like, I they didn't live this. up to that. Well, and that's the problem is you know games like Yokai Watch, you know they're fantastic on paper, and to an extent, this is one of the better level five games I've played, considering that the gold standard most people have is Nino Kuni, which I thought was a piece of crap. John uh, Dark. John Dark was fantastic, and that John game Dark does not get a, a lot really of love. Good game, yeah. But I would actually play that one again because it actually was really fun to play. I don't know. All if right. I wanted to play that kind of game, I would play Final Fantasy Tactics instead. Quick impromptu question: Best level five game? John Dark. <laughs> um, was Rogue Galaxy a level five yes. game? It was. Rogue Galaxy. Rogue Galaxy. Say. Dark Cloud. Dragon Quest Eight, kind really, of. I, I'm one of those. I'm actually one of those people who don't like Dark Cloud one at all. And some, some people either. would say that that's blasphemous, but I, I, I never. They never hit a chord with me. Neither of them have never played either. So I'd like to have the chance to try Dark Cloud too to see if I would love it or hate it. But sorry, see, just threw that in there. I would also go with John Dark. See, level five is. Not stuff Scott would probably play. It's, Mind it's you, a lot of little battlers. It, it's a lot of things that I would not necessarily. See, it's a lot of games I would not necessarily pick up. So my my general bias to that towards them has to do with Akihiro Hino and his abortion of an anime career. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. No, there's a lot of judgment packed into that. Well, well, no, no, Gundam he, Age is terrible. He also watched me finish Nino Kuni, and then he saw who the writing credit was, and it and all he, made sense. He groaned so loud; it was just like, "What's wrong, sweetheart?" And he was like, "Akihiro Hino, my sworn enemy." <laughs> uh, he doesn't know you're his sworn enemy, by the way. But you know, um, you know what? I really like. I was. I had the flu one day. And I played through a lot of Professor Layton and the Curious Village, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Those games are actually fun and don't really have the usual level 5 trapping, so. So none of us said Nino Kuni, so all of us are right. Whis- <laughs> whiskey and pie for all. <laughs> are, you, are you guys saying you're not hyped for Nino Kuni too? Whiskey and pie for uh, all. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, do you really want to know my answer? They look pretty. My answer is no. I this isn't the saddest thing. I am normally so thrilled when any RPG, especially a JRPG, is coming to a a modern console in a triple A release. And when they announced Nino Kuni too, I was just like, ugh. (laughs) If the first one had someone's gonna like this, it's not gonna be me. If the first one had been fun to play or had a battle system that I had cared about in the least, that would have been something. But it didn't, so I didn't, and therefore I'm not. And Mac, Yokai Watch uses the exact same capture system as Neo yeah. Kuni, so it's a piece of Thanks. crap. 
I just right. don't care for these captures. All right, sorry. So, so we need to move on to another question. Yeah. So these are from Max Twitter feed. Uh, what game of from this year did you most want to like but didn't? I'm gonna say Sword Coast. Because ow. No, the, my my full review is for the moment is ow. Ow. It's sad because we actually um, met the guy that Scott interviewed years ago when he was there promoting Dragon Age Origins. Oh, neat. Tangents are tangents. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Tangents are tangents. Sorry, but that game. I've watched him play it. I'm, I'm not seeing What's your fun. answer, Sam? Uh, mine is definitely, again, Yokai Watch. Just because it's probably the most recent game that I can think of where it was like, I want to love you so bad, but the reviewer in me knows you're actually not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Trent, I want to see if we overlap, and if so, I will chime in. If not, <laughs> you go first, and I'll fill in. What is Trent's answer? Um, my answer to the question would be, thus far, Xenoblade Chronicles X, to be honest. All right, All right. time um, for us to chat together, because I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's just one of those games that I really, I really want to love, because this is a franchise that I want to support, and I want to see further releases that are along the same vein. But in terms of a follow-up, not necessarily a sequel, but a follow-up to Xenoblade Chronicles, I'm not a fan of the story of Xenoblade Chronicles X. I'm not a fan of how it interacts with the player in terms of issuing instructions or, or how to do things. Um, personally, I find it plays better on a pro controller, but if you play on a pro controller, you're, you're limiting yourself to not having access to a full map like you would on the gamepad. I feel if you play on the Wii U gamepad, it, it's awkward and it doesn't feel right. I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of choices that I would classify as weird design ideas when it comes to Xenoblade Chronicles X. The biggest thing that bothers me, to be honest... And I'm going to mention this in a future article, actually, is the fact that there are cutscenes where the player has the ability to provide input, and it's text-based, and it's divided between two options. Mass Effect came out like eight years ago, okay? Well, I have a fully voiced character. I have a fully voiced character. Why do I only have two options to pick, and why are neither of those options voiced? It just, it makes you realize that you're playing a game and it really pulls you out of the experience. (laughs) I'll I'll give you the answer to that and then I'll share my opinion on that. The answer to that is they shot themselves in the foot when they offered probably eight or ten different voice actors. So when they're giving you the option to choose your voice actor, they would have to record every one of those lines eight or ten times. Because that's never happened in Saints Row four times. No siree, Bob. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about this before, Mac. Honestly, I find the game game to be disappointing. I I don't say that it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's a proper follow-up to Xenoblade Chronicles. All right, here's, here's my full take on it, and why I'm sad I wasn't actually able to beat it and do the review before Alex did because I would st- I'm still trying having played 62 you hours. can still do you can still do a second second yeah. hand opinion having gone I've played 62 hours of the game I'm in chapter 11 of 12 I'm not sure how many hours you've played or what chapter you're in but my biggest problem with the game is that 
there is good within this. The characters have interesting things that happen to them. The NPC characters that you have interactions with have interesting stories to tell. My problem is the way the game is designed and laid out as a whole. You are locked behind so many things. There's so many prerequisites, either levels or other missions that you have to complete. The way it's structured Mm -hmm. kind of locks you out of stuff. If you start an affinity mission or a story mission and decide, you know, well, this one's too hard, you can't back out and do anything else. It does not give you the option. It warns you ahead of time. The only way forward is through. Yeah, it, it warns you about it ahead of time, but that doesn't excuse the fact that it's ridiculous that you even have that to start with. But I like the game. I like... I enjoyed the combat, despite the fact, like you said, it doesn't tell you... You understand the basics. You know, it it doesn't confuse you how to fight things. What it does... That's part of my concern, though, too, though, because I feel like you and I only understood the basics because we previously played Xenoblade Chronicles. I feel like... If there was a new player playing this game, they would be completely lost, and the game wouldn't be doing them any favors. I keep looking for the heal button. Hello, Scott. (laughs) New player to the series. Yeah, there is, you know, there's no heal options. I'm I'm starting to realize it happens if I do what the one, the the blonde one tells me when she says it, if I have that option on my (laughs) hotbar. Yeah, there are healing things that you can use, but there's no dedicated, true, real healer class or anything like that there's some that you can get where you can restore hp but there's so many classes so many skills it's generally overwhelming you cannot play this on the surface level at all you cannot just go through and just enjoy it you have to immerse yourself in this and there's no way around that because it's so deep everything that you have to go through from um, like your affinity missions that are required before you can advance story missions you have to be certain levels before you can get through certain things. Even if you are those certain levels, your character build has to be good enough to be able to handle that. You have on-foot character battles. You have your scale character, your scale battles. So there's two different sets of combat you have to equip for and prepare for. And there's just so much to this, and I want to experience it. I would love to go through and play all of the affinity missions. Some of them all are all the way up to like level 58 requirements before you can even get to them. And the way it locks you behind, you have to explore like a certain percentage of certain areas or a certain percentage of the entire Oh yeah, world. that 15% is giving me trouble because that last, that last 2% is full of guys that are level 40 for no particular reason. And, and that's the thing is it's not just exploring those areas. It's everything that you can do within them, beating the tyrants in certain ones, completing missions in certain ones, finding the treasure in certain ones. It's not just go into those areas that unlocks the percentage. If you want to get 90% of the entire world unlocked, you've got to do everything within this. You can't just go to these places. You have to do all of the other things that are involved with it, which if you want to do that, if you like this kind of stuff... This game's for you totally. I totally understand there are people out there that engross themselves in this, and that is fantastic. But I'm not that. I want this other optional stuff to be optional, not to lock it into the story missions, not to lock it into the affinity missions that I would like to do to be able to learn more about these characters. And it just it barricades you at every point. And that's on top of the learning curve of trying to figure out, you know, I got to a battle in Chapter 11 where I think I'm doing fine when I'm in the mech. But then I'm locked out 
You have to do this whole mission on foot, being swarmed. And I just apparently am too dumb to figure out how I'm supposed to set up my character builds to be able to progress through this. So, sorry, that's just my little tangent. That's it, It's the one game that I, I, I love because there's pieces in it. It's just not designed the way I would like to play it. Yeah, All I'm not saying, I, I, and again, I, I don't think either of us are saying that it's not a good game. There certainly are bright spots. I just don't think it's a proper follow-up. Yeah, I'm, yeah, and it, it's not it's not trying to be, other than sharing the combat DNA with the other game. That's the only real holdover. So, I, th- my biggest problem with it, honestly, is that um, I feel like Chronicles, the first one, uh, vanilla or OG Chronicles, if you want to refer it as such, was story driven, and this one is built much more like an MMO. And I know a lot of people talked about the original Xenoblade Chronicles as though it was an offline MMO, but this one feels like they legitimately tried to make an offline MMO. And all of the things that would work in an MMO, because compromises have to be made for massively multiplayer experiences, don't work under the context. Even though it is a massively multiplayer experience, don't really work uh, if you're looking for a single-player story-driven experience with Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yep. All right. So the next question Matt got was, which 2016 game will disappoint the most fans? Um, Doom. <laughs> Doom. Are we, we're just talking about games in general? I well, guess the, I mean, it, it without really the qualifier RPG, of RPG, I'm going to say Doom. With the qualifier of RPG, I'm actually going to say Final Fantasy XV, but only because it's coming out in 2017. Come on, <laughs> kids. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it is going to come out towards the end of the summer of 2016. You can call me a dreamer if you want. Um, I believe it too. I'm going, I, I'm going to say that it is going to disappoint, but it's only going to disappoint because people have really interesting expectations of what it will be without. It needs to be the exact really same, but completely different. See, ever having really experienced or understood what it is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, I don't agree with that because I don't think people have high enough expectations of it at this point for it to disappoint. I think they've seen enough that is already disappointed that it will probably, if it comes out and is mediocre, I don't think there will be huge outcries of disappointment because it will be exactly what people expected it to not live up to. I don't want to steal Sam's, but I almost want to say Sam. Sam, I Mac, s- I want to hear what you're going to say I, first. I want to say I want to say Persona Sam's Five. Oh. I want to say I want to say Persona Five will come out, and the only reason I say that is because the hype level on this one is so unbelievably high. It is. It's a little ridiculous. Never have so few been squeeing so loud. <laughs> hey, you know <laughs> the past. The past two were so good that. Anything less than setting off, you know, fireworks and being ten times better than three and four is going to be hard to match up to, hard to live up to the hype. I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad game. This game could come with free sex and still be a letdown. (laughs) If it says, you know, if the question is which one's going to disappoint fans the most, I I think this, it's possible. Well, well, I say the most fan. Well, the phrasing is most fans, so I'm just like, it has to be a lot of people buying it. And then being like, oh man, it's not Doom. This isn't exactly what I wanted. There's no dating sim elements. There's no interaction. You know, if if 
God forbid there's no dating sim, okay? Because you and I are screwed. If it's missing one of those things, there's going to be outcry and people are going to hee and haw about it. And that I I really, really hope I'm not right on this. I don't want to be right on this. I just. So we're going to hold it against you if you are. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good to know. I hope they surprise because I I recently replayed Persona 4 Golden and I thought to myself like this is the logical evolution to all the mechanics and systems that were in Persona 3. Where the heck can they go from here? Exactly. You know? Only somewhere weird and wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. either that or they're going to replicate the experience and some people are going to be happy with that but some people won't, right? It's going to be yeah. a, a sort of Fallout 4 situation where it's it's really going to feel like Persona 4.5? Yeah, more of the same, and, which and, is not going to be a problem for some. Or it's going to be, like you said, completely different, and even still, that causes problems. That's why this one's my choice, is not that I want it to be, but that I fear it will be. Okay. Alright, so our next question came um, from... I didn't get the oh, answer, Sam, by the way. I, I assumed that you agreed with <laughs> Mac. Actually, Forgive sorry. me. I do actually have a different answer, which mine is actually Human Revolution 2 there, uh, Mankind <sighs> Divided. And the reason I'm saying that one is, so I did not play, you know, the original Deus Ex. My husband has been threatening divorce for about a year now because of that. But I really liked Human Revolution, um, despite, Ugh. despite parts of, you know, the bits I didn't understand having not played, you know, regular Deus Ex. Trust me, they don't make any more sense. Oh, good to know. So I, I really liked it, it. it. It's it's a little cargo culty. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have a sinking suspicion that this, it, this is another game that's going to fall into the trappings of what Persona Five could be because it could. It's basically going to be the same game I've already played, but with a even worse understanding of what is cyberpunk. Probably. <laughs> and hey, my wife got me that one for Christmas. I'm going to have to play it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I did, and and I don't know. I don't think there's much they can do with that formula or gameplay to elevate it in a way that will make people give some shits. Um, but, I mean, I'm hesitant. I'm excited, but I'm equally hesitant about it. So I think for me, that might be more of a personal disappointment than a the world is going to be disappointed with it. A la Persona I 5. Think, <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I was no real lover of Human Revolution, but I think... Part of the problem that I see is that a lot of the most talented staff that that studio has departed during the, the development of Thief, right? Yeah, musical so chairs question, on that game. I, I really question whether people who have a firm vision of what this game should be or what the quality standards should be are are still there, what essentially. If, what if so many people that that were on Human Revolution left, and therefore it is better because of it. It could go either That's way. That's a possibility. That's a and, again, and again, I can't make any real judgment call until I play the game myself. Truthfully, from what but, we've seen, I mean, the big thing is it looks like it is going to be using the same sort of engine from the previous game. and That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, as long as I can kick punch through walls and, you know, stop turts with my face, I think I'm okay. So tech, good old tech side on the forums would like to know uh, that there are many video games uh, that incorporate tabletop elements, uh, and sometimes that's done well, sometimes that's not. Uh, what tabletop elements work in RPGs and which don't, and which parts effectively translate the tabletop experience into a video game. 
And this this is a really dense question. That that is a densely populated question. All but for I Scott. Think, <laughs> but well, I think video games are excellent at tackling systems. So he he name checks Baldur's Gate, and Baldur's Gate is a great thing. That means I don't have to remember how uh, second edition D and D works anymore. Um, I think, and Sam would say the same thing about Shadowrun, where she doesn't have to remember how Shadowrun works anymore. God bless you, harebrained schemes. God bless you. How many D6s? A pound, you say. Oh, black arrows and I die. Well, that's what I get for hacking my own toaster. Uh, but, um, I think, I think it is about systems. I think that, um, a, a computer can hack can tackle Byzantine systems in interesting and novel ways and express them in ways that make sense to the user sometimes. Um, but going looping back to the Knights of the Old Republic, two-weapon fighting in third edition D&D. Yeah, that's a thing you remember, don't you? <laughs> Did KOTOR help you? No, you just knew you had to do it in KOTOR, because why would you not have two guns? Oh, wait, because uh, the game... Oh, wait, you would have two swords, because the game overvalued melee, because it's built on the skin of a sword and sorcery game. Never mind. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's a, a lot of systematization that can be shoved under the hood, even if, you know, it doesn't make complete sense. Shout out, Ron. I may dislike playing the tabletop game, but I really, really like the one the hair the ones the hairbrain schemes. Mostly because I don't have to, you know, drop a pound of dice and then pretend I remember which ones are which. Well, I look f- I look forward to their BattleTech game. Those need to be on console. That goes back to Transanser. <laughs> yes, put those on console. Okay, put them on sorry, Jenna. I'll have to pass on the tabletop question. I am not a good helper on this. That was a good either. enough answer from Scott. Yeah. Okay. For me, at least. <laughs> well, I I feel like this one is specifically tailored to Sam. Uh, Victor would like to know: Is how do achievements affect your play gameplay of console RPGs? Uh, he has uh, several sort of sub questions about how you about how he approaches them by ignoring them until playthrough number two. Uh, how far of your way you would go to get to one. Uh, do you obsess over the missable ones and start reloading saves and facts and all that stuff? Um, does it matter if they are um, sort of um, game network trophies, like this one's in Steam and your Xbox Live and your Sony account versus the ones that exist within a game, like your WoWs and your Final Fantasy 12s? So, Sam... How much has Cheesevos changed the way you play the games? Depends on the game. Always. That's no stupid non-answer. No, it really does give an example. On the game. Give two. Give two examples okay. of, that differ. So, when I play a game like Final Fantasy Thirteen, I don't give two <laughs> about the Chivos in that game because they're annoying and boring and grindy. I, I play a game like Until Dawn, which requires a couple playthroughs to... Which is still it. grinding, in a sense. It's grinding, in a sense, but I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing because the story is actually interesting. Doing some of the achievements gives you more of the story that you don't necessarily have. And in those instances, I'm happy to go and get the achievements if it means that 
I'm getting a little bit more from the narrative. Uh, and the same goes for Life is Strange. I actually platinumed that one, and that was totally worth doing. Plan that out ahead of time by looking at achievements, or do you play through and then look back and see what you could have done and decide whether or not you're going to go and redo the game? With graphic adventures, I always do one playthrough where I don't necessarily look at the achievements. I look to see what I've gathered in the playthrough. Mm-hmm. And if I like the game enough, I will go out of my way to do a second playthrough or a third, depending on what I'm missing. Again, it really does depend on the game. Like, the majority of RPGs, I can honestly say, I don't really care. If it's something really stupid and easy to do, like jump a hundred times, well, yeah, you're going to get that at some point. Unless you don't jump at all. So, it depends on the game. And like I said, with graphic adventures, there is a benefit to being a bit of a Chivo whore because of the fact that if you like what you're playing and you like the storytelling that you're getting then the achievements are just a natural step of giving you more of the narrative. And -hmm. I think that's great. Like, Otome games are fantastic for that because, you know, you pick a different boy, you get a completely different story, you get Mm -hmm. a different set of achievements based on the decisions that you make. And Scott's rolling his eyes at me, but, you know. Well, it's it's almost like Sam plays grindy games and story. (laughs) Well, she... Actually, I'm going to say Sam plays grindy games. She plays JRPGs and Otome games that you have to run through six times. But, you know, I also play games like Dragon Age, another series which I get the majority of the achievements for. By grinding. (laughs) It's true. Here's how I I go through this process, then. Any any game, regardless of what it is, what, you know, system or anything, I play through it naturally the first time, just getting any achievements that pop up through a natural playthrough. Whatever I'm doing doesn't matter. I just, you know, see what all's going on and just play naturally based on that. When I'm finished with it, I look back, see what the achievement, other achievements are, see if it's something that would be easy to do or fun to do. I don't go back and get them just because, but if there's, you know, a, a, usually trophies, a lot of times I'm playing on, you know, PS4 or Vita or something like that. Most of the time I'll look through and see, okay, if I go back to this town and do this one little side quest, it may be interesting and fun. I'll do it, get an achievement, awesome. If it's something like, you know, play through a second time and get a different ending, generally no. Not unless it's a shorter game or something that is really easy to play through or that I'd want to play through. Even until dawn, I didn't play through it a second time. Enjoyed my one experience and went on, but it would at least have been easier to do that on. But I do like this question because it's really interesting to see. I do look up after I'm done with a game to see, you know, what's available. I think one of the only few games I've ever gone after I finished it to get the extra achievements for was Dragon Fantasy Book 2 because they were, they were easy to get and it didn't require a lot of tedious anything. You know, even I think there was one for getting to like level 99 and even that was easy to do in the game. There was not a whole lot of tedium. You found this one place where you could grind for just maybe like 30 minutes. And I just kind of did that just in passing over time. So... It was nice. I I I prefer to be surprised by my achievements. If it turns out that I have kick punched dudes thirteen times and that gets me uh, bleep bloop on my machine, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go looking. Although occasionally I will uh, I will look at the list and if I see something absolutely ridiculous and uh, Half Life Two has a couple that I adored that I I made a point of trying to do my hardest for which was um one of them is to actually 
land a basket in the gravity gun tutorial of Half-Life 2. And then there's a kill a person with a toilet in one of the episodes. And I had to do that. I, I could not even attempt the gnome thing in episode two of Half-Life 2. But I appreciate mm-hmm. that that is there. That someone said, hey, a playtester did their damnedest to carry this gnome the entire time. Let's see if we can make players do that. But otherwise, I think... I feel like there's a certain... There are certain people who their attitude towards them is a nuisance. That if you're if you're in an online scenario and you see one guy lose over and over because, goddammit, he's going to get 10,000 kills with the worst weapon and somehow, I'm like, well, you your priorities, Bretty. Their choice. Yeah, but it, if it... If it if it intrudes on my day somehow, I'm just like, no, don't like. Like, it's like when I see people who on Xbox who bought that Airbender game. You know, the one where you get like a thousand Chivo points in five minutes by hitting one button. I did that. <laughs> see, that bugs me. Well, well, I did it because at the time I, I, I think, what, what do they call them? Achievement horse? Yeah. Or achievement hunter. Or, or yeah, achie- achievement really horse was the thing. And fair enough, but yeah. Chrissy would like to know what the most useless superpower ever is, and I'm going to say, um, I'm, I'm going to go with classic Legion of Superheroes, Matter Eater Lad. He has the power to eat matter, like you. I don't have a good answer, super. so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that since I don't have a better answer. <laughs> Doorman was kind of useless. Doorman could take you anywhere in the known multiverse. As long as it was the next room. Which is really which is a really great power when you're outside. He got to be death. You got to be a horseman of the apocalypse. Eh. You're not convincing me. Do you guys ever watch that movie uh, Mystery Men? Yes. And there's that one guy who's invisible, but he's only invisible if no one's looking at him. Hey, he's not just invisible. Like, he is intangible if no one's looking at him. That's my answer. (laughs) Intangibility when no one can see you. I like it. (laughs) Chrissy also asked a question which would require me to spoil Star Wars, which... We're not doing, because I have not seen it. I'd like to do... I I don't have a problem with spoiling movies, but maybe Sam does today. (laughs) No not gonna go there all right so no this question is moot chrissy you can talk to scott about it when you see him next okay so the answer uh so next up is cameron who would like to know what we think about uh final fantasy 7 being released episodically because oh dear you know we may run out of time on this question alone you know what i was so ready for this game to come out and then everyone would talk about it for a month and then they'd shut up about it until two console generations from now and when they start demanding a new remake. That's not how Square Enix works. And now no one's going to shut up about this game for years. Years. Is there a way to block hashtags from your feed? Yes, but the problem is is no one... I'm, I gotta read the goddamn forums to do my goddamn job. I don't feel sorry for you. Sorry. Because that's going to be some lovely drama llama llama for you and Barry and Anna. I'm just going to bust out some popcorn. I don't know how else to answer the question other than to say I prefer it not to be. Uh, I prefer my games in one piece and will play it as such. So we will we will look forward to your thoughts on it 
six years from now when it's finally done. <laughs> <laughs> if it's six years. I mean, Fair it enough. is Unreal 4, but it's still Square Enix, so, you know. That's true. They did give gameplay way quicker than I expected, so that's one thing. So do I? Yeah, need- but there was also play for uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13 years ago. It didn't come as fast, but you have a point. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm of the, the opinion that I don't care if it's episodic or not, providing it's decent. And as far as I'm concerned, the jury's still out on that until I actually play it. Um, I Like Mac, but I prefer... Does the episodic release give it the capacity to reach decent over time, or is it just going to be, oh, it's that same mistake again? Um, this is Square Enix. It's going to fall into to, that camp. To be honest, I think... I think the episodic, I, I understand why they're going with episodic because it, it would require quite a bit of heavy lifting and work to release a game like this in one whole piece. Um, and it makes much more sense given the nature of video game development in today's world. And the budget world. of Square Enix titles, for that it's, matter. <laughs> get, like, the circumstances, it, it, it really does make sense for it to be an episodic release. I think part of the problem, and I think this was demonstrated well with Life is Strange, is that when you release a game episodically, it's not judged based on the sum of its parts. It's judged based on its individual parts. There are going to be episodes of Final Fantasy VII Remake that are considered to be much better than other episodes, and people are going to look at it like, this part's good, this part's bad, instead of seeing the whole and I think that is going to work against the game. But ultimately, it doesn't matter to me. But everything's ruined forever. <laughs> Some people are going to be of that persuasion, yes. All right. Sam? Remember when I said I don't care about Final Fantasy VII and have never cared about it? You care a little. You cared once. That hope lived within you. Tiny little teenage Sam with your PS1 hugging it. Running home from the game store with her little jewel case full of discs and her strategy guide, skipping home, keen um, to play things and load her memory I card. I never bought it. Uh, it was a gift for me because apparently that was the game to buy your kid at that time. And then I got Sweet Code in 2 and was like, F this. I did. I have finished Final okay, Fantasy VII. I just well, the care. scenario is you skipping up from the present table. She's making it sound like this is an adorable. It, it's thing. bucolic and Rockwellian. <laughs> Imagine Sam with rosy cheeks and a pastel-colored room and a tiny CRT hey, television. Matt, what's that character you say that I remind you of? Estelle from Trails in the Sky. So if I had a staff right now, it'd be yep. up Scott's ass. All right. And that's exactly something that is almost the exact same thing she says multiple times in second chapter. <laughs> All she right. Says, so we stick, ready to beat. <laughs> Fair enough. So our last set of questions comes from good old Law Whoops, who sent us twenty nine. We're gonna tackle these as fast as we can. Lightning round. If we don't if we uh if we lose, if if we don't hit all of them, uh, they'll end up in the thread for Wheels' thing. How about that? <laughs> so they get answered somewhere. Lightning uh, round. Most absurd gaming-related headline of the year is calling uh, an auxiliary server failure, uh, showing cache results for everyone, the Steam Apocalypse. 
I prefer to call it the Steam Winter Fail. I I call it I call it a sneeze. I read some Russian guys have have it Counter Strike Go habits. He buys a lot of those packages. <laughs> Russian guy. I did not. <laughs> Truly, this is the end times. I have seen a Russian guy buy a lot of drops for Counter Strike Go. <laughs> uh, I'll give you that one. That sounds like a winner. Um. Anything Konami did is probably somewhere in the in the runner up category. Konami, so special. Cha ching. Pull the lever. Hold. Pachinko slot, go. You know what? I don't pay attention to headlines. I just usually kind of look and go, "Hey, there's a thing," and then I read about it and go, "That's a lame thing," and then I close my browser. <laughs> Trent, so I. I don't have the strength or energy to really comment on Konami. Do you well, guys remember the 80s? Do you remember when <laughs> Konami was cool? Yes, I yeah, do. It feels, it feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? It, <laughs> it really does. does. Remember when they made good RPGs and then forgot they made RPGs? Yeah. Okay, so next question is, which system has the most solid year in terms of exclusives? Max says Vita, I say Wii U, Sam says... <laughs> uh, no, I would actually say Wii U too. Okay. Fair enough. As far as exclusives go, PS4 had some good ones, but not all of them were exclusive. And yeah, I'd go with Wii U because Nintendo always has exclusive stuff on their hardware that doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah. I think that's the only correct answer considering lots of stuff gets ported to Vita at some point as of late. Very true. And and or they get ported to Steam. Or something. Yeah. Lots of Vita games going to Steam next year, so that could be interesting. I would say the... 3DS, to be honest. I mean, I love my Wii U, but I've bought a lot more games that would only be released on the 3DS for the 3DS this year than I have on my Wii U. And I've hmm. bought every major release on the Wii U. Wow. I would have said that last year for 3DS, but there's been like next to nothing that I've been interested in on 3DS this year. So I can't can't pick that one despite being full on team handheld. All right. So, um what do you recommend personally as a gift for from this year's game crop? I would actually say that um uh you should buy people beginner's guide cuz it's a game you play and then you want to talk to someone about it while they're playing it. So, you should buy it, play it, and then give it to someone else so you can talk to someone about it. So, you haven't talked to me about this and I bought it for you. You suck. Cuz we well. did it weird we did it in a weird order. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story, apparently. That is. I'm going to say story. you should buy everybody both episodes of Trails in the Sky, and then not see them for a month. Yeah, <laughs> longer exactly. than that. If you don't want to see someone for a month, <laughs> there you go. Mainly because I just want to talk up Trails in the Sky SC again because it is the greatest. The greatest. Okay, Sam. Blah, Especially blah, blah. compared to FC. Um, I still go my usual route in buying people sleeping dogs in one way or another, so still <laughs> sleeping did... dogs! I, I think he specifically mentions this year. Uh, can I... I bought sleeping dogs for like 10 people, and the PS4 version came out this year. Alright, game of the year. <laughs> Actually, let's be honest, uh, it's Bastion. Yes, usually. Bastion, game of the year. If, if I could just gift Bastion to every person I know, which I may have done at some point. I think you're getting close. We're getting there. It's it's interesting that you say that because I was going to say transistor. I like that answer too. Scott hasn't uh, played and, it and, yet. And I I really like transistor. I liked it from the first time I played it a couple of years at PAX East. 
I think it has a really neat style to it. It's kind of cyberpunk, but it's it's really artistic. Um, and I know that they reached a milestone recently. They, they recently shipped about a million copies, but Bastion has shipped three million copies, and, and Transistor is such a good game. I really think more people should play it. So if there's any one game I would give to anyone, it would probably be Transistor. In other words, Supergiant game so far is two for two. Two for two, I would say is two for two. I think it's two um, for two. I would really like them to make a third game, so... I hope, well, I mean, if or, they haven't closed their doors, so clearly they're either making a third game or they're porting Bastion to uh, Smartwatches. In which case, Smartwatch edition of Bastion, game of the year 2016. <laughs> let's stop him while he's ahead. All right, um... He wants to know what the gaming fad of 2016 will be. What I expect, it will be something, some sort of cynical cash grab maneuver that no one's anticipated. What I want it to be is dog protagonists. So you want, like, that's, a little fluffy bulldog? Oh my gosh. Yes. Dog to- will someone please buy him a copy of Nintendog so that we can move on? <laughs> no, it's... It- that that is a dog simulator. I want to be. I want to have a, a dog game with adventures. Where you're a dog there who has was adventures. A dog RPG. You played it. I know. I was really happy. And you loved it. I hated it, but you so, loved it. The last answer was Sleeping Dogs, and now <laughs> we're talking. So Lucha Robo is the one. Welcome you want to the dog one. cast. See, let's put it this way. When he found out that CyberConnect 2 had a new announcement, I had to crush his dreams instantly, and I said, it's not Sola to Robo 2 and or dog-related game. It's probably oh. going to be Dot Hack. And he just looked at me, and he's like, I hate you so much right now. Alternatively, more giant robots is always good. I agree with that. I would like more robots. All right, Sam, what's your fad for the next year? Oh, come on. We're going to the VR land still. Okay, and more o- okay, Sony's um, um, Oculus knockoff. I take that as my answer because I'm spot on in agreement. Don't care in the least. Don't not interested. Pass. Let's continue to nap through those headlines, Mac, yeah. as we do. Ugh. All right, Sam. All right, Trent. Um, I'm going to say mobile games that are free but offer in-app purchases, but you kind of want to play them because they're Nintendo games, but you kind of don't want to play them because they're Nintendo no games you mean like that stupid badge game yes that's incredibly stupid yes and that people thing. are spending money on it so for next... more badges that do nothing all right next question is like what trophies. is trophies sam question <laughs> <laughs> i've awakened the beast <laughs> yes you've awakened the badge beast this only is... the most interesting answers get to answer these <laughs> lightning round all right uh <laughs> what is the most pleasant game experience of the year uh and in terms of just like hey this is a nice surprise Trails in the Sky SC has been fantastic. Oh my! Oh my god! <laughs> the first so, one was so slow. The, the first one was so so slow to get started, and just took forever to do anything. And this one starts from the ground. You know, starts the ground running, goes full speed the entire time, and it's just a fantastic JRPG. My pleasant surprise for the year has been. This weird fusion of card game and rogue light that happened, it didn't always work, but I, it, it seemed to be pretty, it was nifty. I liked it. Scott, actually, just expand on that, because the only one I'm remembering that you played was Guild of Dungeoneering, and well, that made you a little cranky. Yeah, but Hand of Fate is out, and that looked, and that's nifty. And then you didn't play it yet, so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm appreciating the idea. 
I, I like that a lot of people are trying it. It seems like a thing that could work. I wanted to like Guild of Dungeoneering. Next question. Why are we excited about Dragon Quest 7 and 8 coming to 3DS? The answer, because the answer because is because Dragon Quest. Yes. Uh, That's a lightning round. There we go. Why is Mewtwo so iconic? I don't know. I don't think he is. I think the icon of Pokemon uh, will always be that dumb little rat creature. Can it be Bulbasaur and Trubbish? The conversation on this podcast. <laughs> Trent, <laughs> shut your face on Trubbish! The answer is, it was the first Pokemon game, and there was only one of him in each game. That's the answer. Okay? There you go. Bulbasaur! Bulbasaur! Uh, is there a gaming character that made their debut this year that really deserves to be in more games? I want World of Square Enix so I can have the excuse of, no, like, No, but it, those he has to be a brand new, thing. like, okay, the, characters the, are the Splatoon characters, the Squid Kids need to be in more Squid Kid things. Yeah, squid as kids long are as cute. the theme song isn't gonna accompany them, I'm on board. Yes. <laughs> Elmer you're a kid from now, Xenoblade you're a squid X. now, you're a kid now, you're a squid now. I know. I'll say, I like Elmer the- from Xenoblade X. I like the kitty cat in Yokai Watch, whose name I can never say. Well, there's there's four oh, more Yokais for the kitty cat to yeah. be in. So Yay! you win. I guess Sam wins that question. <laughs> kitty cat Yokai. Okay, compare games to pies. Um, pies are awesome. Games can be awesome. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, what is the worst game you played this year that you really enjoyed uh, in terms of secret shame or guilty pleasure? Are we talking RPGs or general? I think games? it could be anything. He said game. He, he's not adding qual- qualifiers, so I don't. I don't have a secret shame game. Yeah, this year, Sam has no, Sam's shame is no secret. Trubbish. I think. I think. Which, what but, did you say? Trubbish. Trubbish. I love trubbish. If I, were, if I were to pinpoint any one game, I guess I'd have to say Saints Row Four. Um, There's no secret shame with Saints Row Four. It's brilliant. Yeah, but it's not something I would tell my parents about. Like, if they were like, what were you doing this weekend? I'm not going to tell them that I spent all weekend attacking people with giant dildos. Trent, like- Trent I actually have a good story for this, and Scott knows exactly what I'm going to say. I was playing Saints Row 4 once, and my mom was like, that's Daniel Day Kim! But why is he dropping so many F bombs And I was like, because everything is murder face with him, and everything right. is murder. But the worst game that I am loving is Just Cause 3. It's terrible and repetitive and janky, but I can strap rocket explosions to everything and then jetpack and then grappling hook away. And I'm like, damn it. Why does the core game have to be so good if your activities are? It just, it just bugs me because I know people who are super into the multiplayer of Just Cause 2 and there's really no avenue for them to play around with Just Cause 3. Yeah. Uh, how many games did you start this year but did not beat? Two. All all of them. All of them. <laughs> um, for Wait, me, I think three, it was four, five, too many. five of them. Five for me as well, actually. Some of them, uh, I, I will, I will say... Disappointment. I, I will actually say that uh, in at least a couple of those cases, I may not have finished those games. I am, however done with those games i like to finish everything um so i only started five things this year that i didn't and they're on a list to be finished next year unless i just forget that they exist then you know say in terms of rpgs nine specifically nine nine started they didn't all come out this year but i started nine that i did not finish only one of those um, that's my replay of the Xenoblade on 3DS. That's the only one I actually will probably go back and actually finish. <clears throat> Maybe Xenoblade X. 
I'm kind of sick of it. All right. Uh, which gaming-related personality would you most like to have dinner with and talk games? I choose Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam. Oh, Mac, I was going to choose you! Well, good. That'll be an easy one. Well, fine. I'm going to choose Scott because he has an edge that I like, and we, we don't disagree about Deus Ex. So there I'm we go. Sure, we, I'm we, pretty we, sure that's Our dinner will have whiskey involved. This is the best And then pie ever. at the end, and we're, we will we're have a better be day. gamers that know shit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is the best date ever, and... I mean, come on, like, no one cares about actual gaming personalities, right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> I sure don't. I don't. So, all right. Uh, what's your soundtrack of the year? Bastion again. <laughs> Final Fantasy Type Zero. Yeah, Final Fantasy Type Zero has a really nice soundtrack. Now that you mention it, it does. It really, really does. Um, Not all I'm of actually, it was shown in game, but it's good. I, I'm, I'm actually going to say uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. As as you guys probably mm-hmm. remember, I, I got to the Final Fantasy fourteen party kind of late in terms of a realm reborn. Um, so I, I ran through the main campaign this past summer, and I was really surprised by how great I thought the soundtrack was. Very true. Yeah. Was there any game we were glad to see underperform? Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't like to admit it, but Fallout 4, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, it still sold like bonkers, though. But I mean... I think everyone know everyone, even the people who really love Fallout 4, they know that it lacks something that all the other Fallout games has. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to rank all five of the games, New Vegas and 3 would probably be ahead no, of 4. I hate to break it to you. They wouldn't believe that. Despite the fact it's true. Trust me, I've tried to engage with them. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. As someone who has I, I that agree with you fight. fully, Trent. I really do. But they I just would know. You know, even if they wouldn't admit it deep down... Deep down, they would know. Down, that they followed for lacks. Trent, I want to believe. I want to believe that. Um, <laughs> that I'm sorry, uh, is this X Files? <laughs> yes, I want to believe that the Neptunia franchise is in some sort of death spiral. But I think it has. You it's know, all, it's ten, only gaming momentum. You, I feel <laughs> it's like on the upswing. Yeah, I feel it's, like it's, it's got ten thousand people that buy it every, every time, time, and that's enough. I think that Neptunia and Mugen Souls are about to die. They keep coming back. Yeah, <laughs> the worst. I finished one this year. See, I'm You're part bad. of the problem. I know. Uh, all right. Actually, to be fair, I played the non-suckiest one. I think. Well, there you go. Well, the valedictorian of summer school. There we go. <laughs> Uh, which are the best headphones for PC gaming under $100, wireless preferred? My answer is, who's the best sprinter with no kneecaps? Spend money or get wires, lol, whoops. Ouch. That's kind of true, though. <laughs> um, can we have a real, a different question? Okay. Uh, any answer? personal gaming-related milestones you reached this year? I platinumed three games this year. I am officially an old man PC gamer. I need wrist braces. <laughs> He's really proud of this, and by that I have to listen to the whining of my wrist hurts. I, I need an owie kiss. I, my owies. <laughs> Marriage, people! Just Cause gave me an owie. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you about Just Cause. Why would they map that button to caps lock? That's a terrible place. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him for that one. Like, he, he tells me to man up, okay, when I whine about arthritis and yokai watch. So... I, you, you never complained. You were a trooper. I would have told you to... Not play more Yokai Watch. It doesn't seem appealing. <laughs> Unfortunately, as a reviewer, I am one of those people who is quite the trooper. So some days I hate myself for it. 
Yeah. I think, I think the biggest gaming-related achievement I had was playing through The Order and not lighting my PlayStation 4 on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Scott took it that away taken, from me. I, I, paid ten, I, I bought that thing on a PSN sale for $10. And I still wanted to light my PlayStation on fire. So, so I, I got it from work. And I got pretty far. And then Scott was like, please stop. Please stop hurting yourself. I'm like, but I need to know. <laughs> no, you don't. The answer is no. terrible. Oh, it's it's even worse when you get to the oh, end. Well, then, See? Then, stop. Then, you realize, then you realize that this is a full $60 release. And it's really only a third of a game. And of that third, you spend about 33% of your time walking around, 33% of your time watching cutscenes, and 33% of your time playing a ripoff of Gears of War. Oh my god, Trent, the shooting is so bad in it. Trent, it would have and taken And you still don't know what emotion find, is. Still- it would have taken longer to find kerosene in a match than it would to have played through the game. So I know, I know. All right. But I think that demonstrates the strength of will that not everyone has. So that's my. So response. you're like me, Trent. No, the 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 effort fallacy of uh, opinion okay, is, is bullshit. Hey, okay, Sam, you, you can you can bitch and moan about Yokai Watch. It's a cute game. It has it has more to um, offer than the order does. Um, Trent, let's not let's I've not act- pretend. Trent, I played another game that actually is like the order, and I didn't finish it. It was called Blood Knights. That was also half a game. Okay, and that so, the majority of it was broken. Mac, what what's your personal uh, gold star for the year? Um, he got Trails SC. That's all he cares about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I bought uh, it. I played through, played through, and beat that. I Heck yeah! I still need to pick it up, and preferably it'll be on Vita. Yes. Why did the sequel take so long to come out? Because it's huge. Oh, have you read the story? There's lots of drama around it. It's, the... I, I, it's so there's so much text. No, Why is it? there was so much no. drama. Yeah. The. Like the guy that was translating it almost like committed suicide and had to stop working on it. Oh wow! And then there, there's, I mean, there is drama for days to read about why this took so long. But it was so worth it. Don't get sick of me talking about it all you want. <laughs> How dark you, is that, Michael? Like, I don't, I don't Mac, care. If Mac, you hate Mac's the sitting person. there. That's like a man nearly committed suicide. Over but I got game. what I wanted. <laughs> Uh, you're, God, you're a cold man. You're a cold man. <laughs> hey, the same guy is fully proud of what he did in completing what he did on the game. So um, oh, it, it's an achievement. I'm not trying Power to suggest Ranger. otherwise. I'm just saying it's kind of dark the way you're positioning. You're, this. you're a grim fellow. Our last question that we're going to take is uh, what is the best collector's edition of the year? And as much as I hate to give Konami money because screw those guys. Uh, the, the 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 robot hand that comes with the limited uh, phantom, that is a phantom pain is pretty rad. It's pretty stupid. rad. <laughs> it's not even just dis- I could build I, one. I disagree work. completely. I would have to say Fallout Anthology because it comes inside of a mini nuke. Yes, but you know full well no one's gonna play Fallout One. <laughs> Fallout One is a great game. Yeah, Fallout I know it's two. it's wonderful. Fallout it's two. my favorite, but no one's Fallout gonna play two. Fallout One. I think Fallout 2 is probably the best game in the franchise, but that's just my perspective. Uh, they they cranked the silly up too high for me, I think. Oh, Fallout 2 made me question a lot of things. I like toys, so mine was a Tales uh, CE that I didn't even buy. Thanks, Anna and Chris! <laughs> I was just expecting to get a game, because I really don't care for collector's editions, but this one had little toys in it, and I played with them, and it was great, because I'm five. <laughs> 
Scott yelled at me maybe once or twice. Yeah. I don't care for CEs either, but I got the cold steel CE that has <laughs> a steel case. Shot. That, it, that's a different game. Different game. <laughs> Same series. Different, different game. game. Oh, do gosh. your shot. Yeah. But it has the like the steel book thing where you can put the sequel in it too when it comes out next year. That's pretty sweet. You, you know, Mac, it's kind of nice that this year we got two Kiseki games. Yeah. It's kind of impressive. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, kind of frightening to believe. But yes. Mind you, the timing on that last one was special. Yeah. End of December is kind of rough to release something new. Well, that so. the stores didn't even know what it was when I went to go get my copy. Well, I mean, do they ever with JRPGs, really? The guy who... There, there's what our guys have. We've got really good. some good people at our stores, but it's just like it's it was the a It's the Tuesday before Christmas. They need to make sure they have enough amiibos on shelves and have to be yeah. ready to answer questions for people who think UBS and HDMI are the same thing. Yes, they will say UBS every time, no matter how much you try. But uh, that, the, that's our Q and A for the year. Thank you, everyone, for submitting questions. Even you, lol. Um, I'm gonna to say I'm just gonna say that. Um, Can I ask one question before we go? Well, we'll make that our closer before we sure. after we do feedback. Um, so I'm I'm trying to close it up. So I'm gonna say that um, whoever submitted questions, keep your eyes on your inboxes because I will be gifting you. A, one of you will receive a gift copy of Hard West on the Steams. Feedback. The one I want to highlight is that Victor. Uh, claims that researched, uh, the, the mandatory research for, um, bosses and MMOs is a feature, not a bug. And I say to him, that's still boring and lame. I should be able to learn the boss as I go, like in a proper <clears throat> video game. Otherwise, it's just bullshit and you're wasting my time and my bandwidth. Good you're day. You're a cool guy, Victor. You're, you're a cool guy, but no, just not right there. He's an old crotchety man. True that. Finish us off. All right, so okay, Sam, so what's your closer question? My question is, and this is a one-word answer for most of you, so what is the 2016 RPG that you want? Mac, we know it's Cold Steel 2, just shut your face. <laughs> Wasn't actually going to say that I one, know, but I'm I'll, I'll let you, you can have my answer. No, 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 I'm joking. Say your answers, people, because I'm actually curious, um, considering what a haphazard year 2015 was. I'm going with Final Fantasy 15. just why not? Why not? Just to see. Yeah. I want to see the story. See if it goes anywhere. It can only it can only surprise me. Okay. Trent. I'm in the same boat, but I'm a Final Fantasy fanboy. This isn't a surprise yeah. to anyone. Like, I I've I've never thought anything ill of Final Fantasy versus thirteen or Final Fantasy fifteen. And I think I'm in the minority on that. Mostly because I have a policy of not judging things before I play them. Yes. I really I really am curious to see what the story is about. I've played a lot of episode Duske. I like some of the characters in it. I'd like to see where it goes. And Scott. Alright, so I'm gonna go with XCOM two. Uh XCOM one was or Enemy Unknown and Enemy With Win its expansion were a really nice sort of uh nice return to form for the franchise. But without all of the annoying, frustrating bullshit that XCOM was kind of known for, and more of it can only make me happy. <laughs> so Corporal Becky will live to another day, maybe. Oh, Colonel, Be- Colonel, Sorry, Colonel Becky, Becky will will ventilate many skulls. Scott actually named every 
They were all named after people he knew. Well, that's that's what you do in XCOM. <laughs> and Becky lived the longest. Beck no, Becky did not live the longest. She was the most badass. But though. she was the most badass. <laughs> that was what it was. And you guys should be able to guess my answer. It's pretty obvious. Hatofa Boyfriend three? Yokai Watch Two. No, you guys are just like Josh and me, and I don't like this. It's- Human Revolution Two, Yakuza Zero, not Persona Five. No, no it's not Yakuza a- Zero. Outright. I, I mean, I'm excited for Persona Five, but <laughs> all right. So Happy New Year. So Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, obviously, uh, leave your feedbacks in the comments section in the comments thread. We might read it. Uh, do the the subscribey thing on your subscribey service. Uh, tell a friend, and uh, the San Marcello Fan Club is still available for a lifetime membership at nine ninety five. <laughs> and I still hate this fan club. We have bobbleheads now. <laughs> we have bobbleheads. Oh, that's gonna be the ugliest bobblehead like ever, guys. They're- guys, <laughs> who said they were of Sam? <laughs> they are though. <laughs> they are, but. All of them. You, you, were, you know the Fallout 4 bobbleheads? Imagine Sam in a variety of positions. Ew. That didn't sound yeah, right, that, buddy. That just went somewhere weird. Well, now yes, we have to did. go now we have to go talk to the HR Ombudsman. But until next time, uh this is the show. Good day. Take care. I need a nap. Hi. Alright. The Active Topical Banter Show is an RP Gamer production, all rights reserved. Visit rpgamer.com for contact info, discussions, and other great content. Music by Nubuo Ematsu, arrangements courtesy of ocremix.com. Well, okay. well, you are you are exactly one half bastard. We we established this before Wait, you got so here, and this only on? reasserts. What did you give her permission to do? Yeah, let's go. With I, I think, like, as far as roguelikes go, the Pokemon games are pretty simplistic. I didn't mind the last one, to be honest, and I can see improvements in terms of strategy over the last one. So. I'm not going to argue that, but at the same time, I can see why others have thought the same thing, even if I disagree completely. It sounds like it's very polarizing. At the end of the day, everyone owns their own opinion. I don't Mm -hmm. begrudge anyone for liking something or disliking something. I do. They have to express it in a few hundred words at least. But but I mean, (laughs) if I were to review the game at this point, like... If I was being generous, it would get a 3.5, you know? That's kind of exactly where I would stand. So, so yeah. But here's like, the I, thing. I, I, I honestly feel... Is anyone here? Yeah. Is it just me? No. Yeah. We're, we're, just we're all here. I think Mac is fiddling around with his pants to make sure that he has no pants. Oh, right. I need to take my pants off. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> By the way, I finished Yokai Watch. Did you just say stop turds with my face? <laughs> yes. And turds. Sam wonders why I try to coach her in an turds. elocution. Turds. I, I would like to take this time to remind everyone that uh, the the Sam Marcello fan club is still looking for members. Nine ninety five. 
hate this If you would like to participate in stopping turds with your face, <laughs> come to the right place. There you go. And while I we're talking turrets. about and while you, and while you're talking and while we're talking about Sam's elocution, listen really hard when she says a a word that ends in a vowel. I didn't mean to like make this into something. I just thought I heard something other than I did, and I I have bad hearing. So. Okay. So, disclaimer to the podcast this time, we need to make sure that there are shots for every time Max says Trails FC. Go back in time and do some shots, kids. Yeah. Do it. <laughs>